0: You've landed on The Lonely Diplomat Podcast, and wherever you are in the world, welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe, I'm The Lonely Diplomat, and you've pressed play on episode 54, Connection for the Modern Diplomat. I'm really glad that you're here, because it's going to be really, well, it's going to be an episode that really supports you, and gives you some really good insight into connection and what it means to connect. Before we get on any further into the episode, I want to say that this podcast is proudly recorded, edited, and uploaded in Canberra on the traditional country of the Ngunnawal people. I humbly acknowledge and pay my respects to Ngunnawal elders past, present, and emerging, and I also want to acknowledge and welcome all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, and indeed other First Nations peoples listening wherever you are in the world. In case you're new here, I have a whole website, thelonelydiplomat.com, which is all about serving, supporting, challenging, and inspiring diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life to help them reconnect, to help you reconnect to yourself and to the world around you. That's a really important statement right there, because reconnection is all about knowing how to connect, and knowing indeed what connection is all about. That's why this episode is really important. And indeed, it touches on the fifth of the key themes of my work here at The Lonely Diplomat. And those five key themes, just as a refresher, are diplomacy, resilience, competition, loneliness, and connection. Connection is the antidote to loneliness. So if you've got no other time for listening to the rest of this episode, just know that. Have those words ringing in your ear for the next time you experience loneliness. Because as a human, you're going to experience loneliness in much the similar way to you get hungry and get thirsty. Your loneliness is telling you, when you experience loneliness, your loneliness is is your body's way a very nice, fun, pleasant way of telling you that you're missing some kind of connection. And when I realized that I was lonely on a diplomatic posting, I saw the advice that um, on the internet, so Dr. Google, told me that um, I need to connect. I need to put myself out there and essentially do connection. And that's great. That's fantastic advice. However, when you're a diplomat and you're trying to do your job, you're trying to live life in a remote, exotic place, or even when you are at home, you're sometimes an observer of life at home because you're constantly, well, it feels like you're constantly having one foot somewhere else. You're either just returning from a posting or preparing for another posting, or just arrived on a posting, or preparing to leave that posting. And so you're constantly kind of feeling like you're, you're straddling two different um, cities, countries, or whatever. And it feels very rare that you can actually be, if I'm going to milk the metaphor a bit more, both feet in one place at once, where your heart, your soul, and your mind are actually in three places, in the same place at once. And... That is the very nature of what it means to live this diplomatic life. You're constantly in a couple of places at once. And that comes up in lots of different ways. We we can keep time zones in our head like no one else. We know what time it is at home. We know what time it is in other places of the world at the same time that we are. We also can hold various currency conversion rates in our head, like our currency to the US dollar or our currency to the British pound or the euro Um or the yen or the won, or whatever the whatever the currency is we can you know hold this kind of information in our head at any one time or at least I can but when I coming back to to my story for just a quick moment when I realized that I was lonely um, I picked up the phone to my employing agencies my now former employing agencies employee assistance program and I got through to a therapist a psychologist um, on that service who was in Australia and I was in Korea at the time. And mentally right now I'm sitting in my office looking out of my, uh, out of the window at the amazing view that I had of central Seoul. Why? And, and I was talking to this, this therapist and, and I said, yeah, so I kind of sort of think that possibly I might be a little bit lonely. Those words were really hard for me to say at the time and the lovely woman i was speaking to said oh you poor thing that's not good oh and it was i remember sort of sitting back going oh that's an odd response that you know uh, um you know i i guess it was empathy but it felt like pity and if you've if you've ever come out as lonely perhaps not to the same extent that I have done in creating The Lonely Diplomat back in 2018 and The Loneliness Guy in 2020, you possibly haven't come out as hard and as, as, as brazenly as I have as lonely. But if you've ever admitted to someone aloud, to someone else aloud, or indeed to yourself, you know that it takes bravery and courage. And it always takes bravery and courage to come out as lonely, And this is something that I've been sort of thinking about um, over the past weeks and months is specifically is how we're received when we come out. And perhaps one of the least helpful but most common responses that I get myself when I come out as lonely um, or indeed uh, that, that, that you tell me. What happens when it come, when you come out as lonely, is that we're met with pity. Now pity, if anyone else is a fan of my intellectual crush, Dr. Brené Brown, more more from her momentarily. But pity, I heard a recent podcast of her talking about pity. Pity is um, an emotion that feels like empathy, but pity is putting distance between the person essentially who's coming out as lonely and the person receiving that news. And pity is the person receiving that news actually putting some some emotional distance between, uh, between themselves and the person who's come out as lonely. So if you've ever come out as lonely, you'll know that pity feels horrible. If we were just looking at the transcript, all the words that are said are right and lovely and beautiful, but the sentiments with which they're said are... Uh, Like, please, you just stay over there. You stay over there and your loneliness stays there and it doesn't sort of infect me because I'm terrified of the loneliness that I feel within me. Or it might not be loneliness, but uh, I don't want to reckon with the thoughts and feelings that the connection that I have in my life is suboptimal, less than par, not great. And I'm not ready to deal with that right now. So I'm using pity to keep you at an arm's length. And if you can see me now, I'm, I'm using my arm to keep you at an arm's length. The other um, response that I receive when I come out as lonely, and I know you do too, is people wanting to fix it. People telling me that I just need to do X, Y, and Z. And that's, that's all well and good. And actually, that was the response that I got as well from the therapist, from um, from the counselling service. So I got pity, and I got someone trying to fix it, which is indeed why I called them. I wanted them to fix it. And they told me that I needed to put myself out there, and when I said that out there is not Canberra, it's not Australia, it was Korea, and out there was you know a different language, different culture different everything, like all of the great things that we live this diplomatic life for, when I needed some help, it felt to me that out there was not a place for me to get help readily. Now, there's a whole lot of things in there. I focused on the out there beyond putting myself out there. More on that in a few moments as well. But loneliness is not a problem that needs fixing. So, if you're experiencing loneliness right now fixing it implies that loneliness means that you're broken no you're not broken if you're experiencing loneliness right now you're not broken you're human you're human who need and your loneliness needs you to understand it so you then get the connection that you need and have been missing so i wanted to spend just a little bit of time on loneliness and talking about loneliness because without understanding loneliness we can't then really understand connection. Now that's something that's really difficult to market and it's rare to see discussions happening on loneliness that actually say the word loneliness It's very rare. It's more common now, but it's very rare. And it all focuses on connection, feeling more connected, better connected, all the connecting this and connecting that. I kindly and humbly say you can't have the real connection, the authentic connection that you're looking for without reckoning with your loneliness. More on that in a few moments. The other thing, the other response that I get to my loneliness is this. Other people trying to deny me my loneliness. Trying to deny me thoughts and feelings that I'm plainly thinking and feeling. And that response looks like, um, well, you can't possibly be lonely because you've got this and that and, you know, you live the, the jet, le- jet set lifestyle and, and all the other sort of stuff. Like, you know, it, it's, it's ama- your life looks amazing. You cannot possibly be lonely. And there's a whole lot of things in there about competitive and comparative loneliness and those kind of thoughts and feelings are particularly effective when we do that to ourselves. When we say to ourselves, I can't possibly be lonely because this, that, and the other thing in my life, therefore, I'm not going to do anything about it because it's not that bad. Now, I spoke about that in episode 53, Hitting Rock Bottom. That can lead you to a really dangerous kind of place, that, that, that level of thinking and that, that line of thinking. But I've simply got no time for someone who denies someone else their thoughts and feelings. Like really? Can we can we just sort of pause for a moment um, and, and and acknowledge that it is no one else's place but yours to um, to, to, to to engage and, and and to sort of categorize and classify and like the thoughts and feelings that you're thinking and feeling. I've simply got no time for that. But in in reach in in getting those responses, the pity response, the um, the wanting to fix it response, the um, the, the the denying of the, the 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 issue because of perceptions of how my life looks externally. All of these mean a uh, 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 kind of sort of sometimes well intentioned, but the only real answer to loneliness is connection. And the only real answer to loneliness is connection through empathy, through the statement of me too. So when we get the, when we get the um, advice that says connection is the antidote to loneliness, that's actually true. But I want to let you know that there are so many levels to how we get to that connection and I want to add in there that connection is the antidote to loneliness. His authentic connection is the antidote to loneliness. So we're going to get into all of this in just a little bit. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening to, to me kind of setting this stage. Because as I said, we cannot talk about connection without first talking about loneliness, to do anything else is talking about the solution without talking about the problem. And how do you know if the solution, if the treatment, if the antidote is actually what's needed if you don't know, if you don't sit with the problem for just a moment. Now a question for you is would you have pressed play on this episode if I said, let's talk about loneliness, exclamation mark, or would you have gone, hmm. No, let's not talk about loneliness. I'm going to go and talk about something else and listen to another podcast on something else. It is like I didn't want to bring you here under false pretenses at not at all, not at all. I want to give you some really good advice on how to go about doing connection and advice that I've learned within myself and as a global loneliness thought leader on like here at The Lonely Diplomat and at The Loneliness Guy, I know a few things about loneliness and connection. I know how hard it is to engage with your loneliness, but I also know how, how worth it it is to engage on your loneliness to then get the kind of authentic connection that you need. So here we are. We're now going to be talking about connection and the modern diplomat and connection for the modern diplomat. And so, connection is really important. Like, humans are social beings. We are, as Dr. Brené Brown says, hardwired for connection. So, whether you identify as an extrovert or an introvert, you need other humans. You need other humans. You need to feel connected. You need to feel connected to other people. You need to feel connected to something outside of you, however you approach it. And whatever works for you you need connection and it is as elemental and i've touched on this already it is as elemental for you as water and food to your survival you can't simply have like go through life without connection you can't do that connection is an absolute must now there are a whole lot of statistics about what happens when we don't get connection and some of those statistics I've spoken about on previous content on The Lonely Diplomat. But if we look at things like, uh, like contributing factors that reduce your longevity. Alcohol, I'm going to get this, this, this messed up, but alcohol and obesity reduce it by sort of 20 to 30%. Smoking reduces your longevity by 50%. Loneliness reduces your longevity by 70%. That loneliness, that, that, like that hint of bit of loneliness, left unchecked, puts you at higher risk of developing heart disease, which leads to heart attack, stroke. Um, it's a precipitant condition, left unchecked. Your loneliness is a precipitant condition to um, alcoholism and depression and simply like the loneliness that you feel is killing you left unchecked i feel i've made my point loneliness bad connection antidote to loneliness but we need to do some work within ourselves to get that authentic connection that we need for ourselves And so I want to spend the rest of this episode talking about that. Humans, including you, need to feel seen. You need to feel that you are heard. You need to feel that you belong. And when you don't feel seen, feel heard, or don't feel that you belong, the thoughts and feelings of loneliness begin to creep in. And when we don't have that connection, that kind of, that feeling of belonging, when we don't have it, we work to somehow fill the void that the absence of that meaningful connection, that authentic connection has left within us. And we will do, you do the most amazing things to feel connection and feel that you belong, including things that are really not good for you. We do things, however, that you know uplift, unite, and serve each other, serve the community. But conversely, we can do things that really are not in our best interest, like put ourselves in dangerous positions, work ourselves, well, you know, don't want to resort to hyperbole, but work ourselves to death. We join gangs. We join cults. We engage in activities that are damaging to our health and well-being. Let's just put it that way. All to feel that kind of sense of belonging to feel that sense of purpose, of feeling seen and feeling heard. So I want you to think about these questions. Do you feel like you belong where you are? Do you feel that you belong to yourself? Do you feel that you belong in your workplace? In your community? Because if one or more of these answers, of the answers to the questions, aren't, well, is a no, I'm going to say that you've likely felt frustrated, at the very least, and lonely. And let's flip it. Let's look at it from the connection side. How do you feel when you feel that you're connected? How do you feel that you f- when you feel that you belong? Because that sense of belonging, that need to feel that we belong to something bigger than ourselves is so fundamentally critical to connection. But how do we even know what connection feels like? For me, it's all about the spark of connection which is literally a shiver up and down my spine, just sort of like merest of moments when I'm feeling seen and heard by the person that I'm with or the thing that I'm like working to, the purpose of me being where I am. And I'm feeling that I'm really in the moment. And it is quite literally this, this spark that goes up and down my spine, sort of like from the base of the, the, the head at the top of the neck there. And this feeling I've learned for me is everything. And, and over the past few years, I've kind of become a spark of connection junkie. And for me, if I'm not getting that, then it's not necessarily a deal breaker, but it's a clue for me. Usually, you know, when I'm uh, looking in, in retrospect at uh, where things didn't go well, it's usually because that spark was absent What's your feeling? Where do you feel the the spark of connection in your body? Or do you simply not know what I'm talking about? Are you just like, okay, Phil, move it on because you've just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've I'd, like I don't feel that. If you don't feel it, it's one or two things. You haven't noticed it before, or you're likely in a a, a space where you don't feel that you belong like you, the authentic, genuine you belong. You could be in a space where you feel like you need to be performative, where you can't simply be you. Perhaps one of the best indicators then, if you're struggling to connect with this concept, is think of the last time that you were lost in flow and lost in, you know, maybe in a work task, maybe in a conversation, maybe in any other kind of activity where time simply flew by and you forgot to check your phone, the, your email, or, you know, hit refresh on a news site. When was the last time that you were lost in that kind of moment? Because those are the moments where we need to pay attention to because they're the things that that's a kind of connection that is unique to you. And if you're not paying attention to that, how do you know what, is, what, what the kind of connection is that is unique to you and how you're responding to it? So for you, dear diplomat, for you, dear person who lives the diplomatic life, a reminder that my work here at The Lonely Diplomat is all about helping you feel more connected and less lonely as you live your diplomatic life. At the risk of dramatic understatement, everything about connection when living the diplomatic life can be challenging. It can be tough to create new connections when you arrive in that new place and Say goodbye to old connections as you leave a place again. Start in a new place again. And it can be hard to maintain those connections when you leave friends or family. And a friend or family member leaves you in where you are. It can be hard to build and maintain connections there. And as we get older, our connection skills can get rusty. Because we no longer want to put ourselves into meeting new people and making new friends with the same openness and, and enthusiasm and gusto as children do or younger people do. At some point in our teenage years, we sort of go from not caring to really caring what other people think and what we look like and how we act and how we're perceived and all that kind of stuff. And that can kind of ramp up when you live the diplomatic life. Because when you live the diplomatic life, not only are you a, a grown-up who has all sorts of social... Um, fears or awkwardness or or, reluctance to to put yourself out there, you're always on when you're a diplomat. So when you are going up to a conversation and and trying to start a conversation with someone new, like you're never simply you. You are, very quickly at least, going to be you from that government. And that colours how others see you and that actually influences how you go to do connection. So immediately, right there, when you go and meet someone new, and if it's not immediate, it will happen eventually, that, oh, you're Jim from the, that country's embassy. You're not just Jim. And that kind of openness... And vulnerability that is required to do connection only happens into a reasonable point. And often that reasonable point is not to a really personal level. Because allowing people into a very personal level is a risk. And when we want to keep people at an arm's length, again, doing the arm thing, When we want to keep people there, we never let anyone in. And so, the connection that we have is kind of like a remote connection. Almost the difference between doing a Zoom call and then sitting across the table from someone. It's kind of the same thing, but really not. And so, unless you're letting someone really in to see you, to hear you, to help you feel that you belong, it's not going to be the connection that you need as a human, but it's the connection that you need to do as a diplomat. And that's the difference. You're a human doing a job, but the job requires you to show up in a certain way. Because if you don't show up in a certain way, that's a risk. That is the paradox of connection, the enigma of connection, that might be a better way of putting it, as a diplomat. The irony of all of this is that being a diplomat is all about creating and maintaining connections. It's about cultivating those connections to make things happen between your country and the host country or multilaterally. And so you can make connections easily when you're working, but those official connections are hardly gonna hold space and listen to you when you're going through a tough time in life. So it can feel like you've got connections everywhere. But they're official connections they're not actually the connections that you need as a human and if you want to know the difference think of this can you imagine having a conversation with you know a key interlocutor a key contact at your host nation's foreign ministry and saying hey do you want to come and hang out at my place sit on the couch and you know eat ice cream while we're watching a movie in our pajamas do you want to do that of course you don't of course you don't and if you can't do that they're contacts, they're not connections. And remember, as a, as, as a human, you need connections. You need connections, not a phone full of contacts. So it can feel like you're surrounded by those contacts, but very few real connections. And that is the loneliness of being a diplomat. That is the loneliness. Of, being, of living this diplomatic life, surrounded by contacts, but very few real, authentic connections. Now, in my book, The Lonely Diplomat, Reconnecting with Yourself and the World Around You, there's a whole chapter on connection and my thoughts about how you can do connection and feel connected as you live your diplomatic life. I could talk about that chapter more, but please read the book. But I want to introduce you to some work that I've been doing for the last few years um, that talks about like how we can do connection. I've come to realize that there are three pillars that hold up the connection ceiling. And each of the three pillars of connection must be as strong as the others if you are to feel connection. Two of those pillars, or well, sorry, one of those pillars relates to you and connection to yourself, and the others are outside of you. And so when we get the advice you need to put yourself out there, you, go to ru- you, you rush to do the connection outside of yourself. Now, two pillars can hold up much of the connection ceiling, but not all of it. Now, those three pillars of connection are, and if you've got something to a writing implement, you might want to write these down, the connection to self, connection to those most important to you, and connection to community. And it's clear that connection means connecting to others in our life, and those others in our life are in, in 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 pillars two and three. And connection to where we are in the world, like through communities, our workplaces, groups, social clubs, whatever, is important to cultivating the sense of connection. But all of that connection outside of ourselves, that happens outside of ourselves with people outside of ourselves and things and Um, spaces outside of ourselves mean nothing if we're not connected to who we are and then being who we are. Pay attention to how you just received that because that's important. My experience of loneliness can be categorized this way. I was hustling for connection outside of myself. And when I did feel that connection outside of myself, because I wasn't being me, the connection that I received back didn't do the trick. So when someone connected with me, it felt like they were connecting with the version of me that I was presenting. Because I was terrified of putting myself out there. It was far easier to put to project an image out there, and the people around me connected with that image, but they didn't. I wouldn't allow them to connect with my with me because I was terrified of me. I wouldn't allow myself to connect with me. And the work that I did, the work that I now do with people experiencing loneliness, is all about helping them to 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 become themselves. To own who they are and be who they are. So when they then go and do connection, it actually means something to them. It's the connection that they need. Not for one moment do I say that that's easy. It always takes bravery and courage, but the reward is worth it. So if you are doing connection and you're reading that as connecting with others, remember the first pillar. You need to connect with yourself and then be yourself because then the connection that you get outside of yourself actually is connection with the real, authentic you. Now, that is terrifying when you're a diplomat. That is terrifying when you live the diplomatic life because there's always the risk that someone uses you to get to what you know someone uses it for bad not for good and there's no way around that risk but the price you pay for how you're approaching that risk right now is disconnection from yourself the price you're paying right now quite potentially is loneliness particularly if you're still listening to this episode now it's loneliness and so if you're not being you if you cannot be you, the connection that you're getting is not going to touch the sides. And so we can look for ways to get that connection without doing the thing that we actually really need to do for the connection, and that's being ourselves. So we look for it in other ways. We simply can't be ourselves, so we look for it in other ways. And so we want a shortcut the thoughts and like the we want to shortcut ways of feeling that spark of connection of feeling seen heard and belonging in that moment we want to shortcut it so instead of investing the time and energy needed to courageously put your real self out into the world you're looking for connection in convenient ways like mindlessly scrolling social media now i need to say that's not like but mindlessly scrolling social media is not a good thing. I doubt that that serves you. But social media can serve you if you use it for good, if you use it mindfully as the connection tool that it is. But the problem comes when you reach for your phone and mindlessly scroll through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, like if you want to do it professionally. What did a a, fr- a friend in New Zealand called LinkedIn um like a professional Tinder. And there's also dating apps and TikTok and the dozens of other services that are the tap of your screen away. And remember, hitting like and scrolling on feels like you're connecting, but it really is not. Because hitting like does not meaningful connection make. And reaching for social media when feeling lonely and needing to connect is like drinking salt water when thirsty. It feels like you're drinking something, but it actually is doing you more harm. Now, if you've gone to do connection, your need for connection was not met if you leave a a social interaction like a conversation, a date, or any other kind of social engagement feeling emotionally and mentally emptier than when you arrived. So, what do we need to do? What do you need to do instead? Because connection is an innate need that all humans have, my suggestion is that we need to go retro. You need to connect the old-fashioned way. You need to put yourself out there. You need to prioritize the time to really connect with those around you. And prioritizing the time needed to really connect with your community. And prioritizing the time to really connect with yourself. Yourself, but your self, two separate words there. You need quite simply to put your unique, real human self into the world. There's lots of different ways of doing that. You can, if you're listening on, on through an app on your phone you can use your phone for the powerful connection tool that it is. You can use your voice. You can use your image to connect with someone just after the end of this episode. You get bonus points for telling them about this episode in that conversation. But you need to put yourself out into the world. And if you don't know who you are, if you don't know how you are and why you are, and you're feeling lost, feeling empty, feeling lonely. You could madly go about doing connection, as you are likely been doing anyway. But if you're not doing the connection that you need and have been missing, you're simply going to exhaust yourself trying to do the connection in the hope that it actually hits the mark. So my services through The Lonely Diplomat can guide you towards the connection that you need. And we do that through sitting with your loneliness, learning from your loneliness, how it shows up for you. And then armed with that understanding, I guide you through a process of identifying how you connect with yourself, how to connect with others, those most important to you, and how you can connect with community, and then bringing it all together in a connection plan. And that's just my services. There are other services so readily available to you, all about helping you improve your connection. Now, there's a concept here of social health, and you're going to begin to see that everywhere. You know, mental health, you know, physical health, but social health speaks to that 70% reduction in longevity through loneliness. Social health looks to re, um, flip that equation. Now, I understand that it's really hard when you're a diplomat and living the diplomatic life. There are a whole lot of reasons why you don't feel that the connection that you have in your life is not great. There's a whole lot of reasons for that, most of which are outside of your control. But some of them are in your control, and you always have a choice in how you respond. And simply, to connect, to do connection is a verb verb. You simply need to do it, not listen to podcasts about it, not read blogs or read a book or or whatever. They're great sources of inspiration and support and all of that. But in like the connection that you need happens when you do it. And I'm here to help you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to guide and challenge and inspire you to do all of that. And a final thing. You might be saying, "Yep." Great, Phil, this is fantastic, but I'm really busy. Yep, you are really busy. And indeed, you wouldn't have a job now if you weren't busy. Busyness, however, is a choice. And if you really wanted to prioritize your social health and your social well-being, you'd find the time to do it. If you were really keen to prioritize it and to move beyond your loneliness and to get the connection that you'd need, you'd prioritize that. Because I'm sure if we did an audit of your typical day, we could find 15 to 30 minutes possibly even more that you spend mindlessly scrolling social media or otherwise faffing around doing busy stuff that's not necessary. And change that. Use those th- that time to devote to real connection to yourself, to those around you and to your community. Because saying that you're too busy to connect is saying to me that you're not ready to prioritise connection over whatever else you're doing, including at the risk of disappointing your employer. I mean, busyness feeds your loneliness. Deliberate, mindful, and considered authentic connection starves your loneliness. That's it. That's all I wanted to say for this episode. Oh, no, one more thing. You'll see that there's uh, a new logo to The Lonely Diplomat. That's actually the three pillars of connection and my awesome partner, Jeff, he designed that um, for The Loneliness Guy back in 2020. And I thought it really needed to come into The Lonely Diplomat to bring it all together. And you'll see that there's three pillars um, and there's a central cube and that cube is you and the three pillars are the three pillars of connection around it. And it all makes a nice, um, nice greater cube. I'm doing a terrible job of explaining it Have a look at the social media um, like posts, uh, or indeed the cover of this episode, and you'll see the logo on there, and it speaks for itself far better than how I could describe it now. Anyway, that's it for this episode. If you've got any questions for me, please reach out to me on socials, or send me an email to admin at and. Really helps me out by um, if you like, comment, and share this episode. I know that there's real, you know, reluctance at times to do that with these uh, with these episodes, but please know that it really does help me out and feed the social media algorithm beast. And it also lets people in your network, however you share it, know that you are a safe space to talk about loneliness and the impact of. Um, this diplomatic life on your physical, mental, emotional, and social well being. It does sound like you're getting ready to depart. So until next time, be awesomely humanly you and do connection because the world really does need more you. All sounds used are freeware in the public domain. All views expressed in this episode are my own and do not reflect any official position. I am not a licensed mental health professional. I encourage you to seek the services of a licensed mental health professional if the content of this episode challenged you beyond your current capacity to mentally, emotionally, and or physically respond yourself. Thanks for listening.